Praise the Lord. How many feel that way this morning? You just don't know. Look at your neighbor and say, you just don't know. You just don't know. Amen, amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Uh, continue to pray for uh, uh, Sister Amy, her family, uh, the passing of her stepfather. Uh, I think it was Thursday, so uh, waiting to hear about the arrangements uh, for the funeral there. They're going to be with her today, uh, Amy's mother, so remember them in your prayers. Sister Alyssa uh, called in today, checked in today that she's not feeling well, so remember her in your prayers. How many have something on your heart today? Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, God, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, because we know, Lord God, you are a prayer-answering God. Lord, I pray, God, that you send comfort, Lord, that you send comfort to this family, Lord. God, these that are in sorrow today, God, I pray, God, that you comfort them, help them, Lord. Encourage them, Lord Jesus. Give them a peace, Lord, that comes from you, Lord. Pray today, God, that you just minister to those that are sick, Lord, not feeling well. God, I pray that you strengthen them, God. Heal them, Lord. God, we're trusting you, Lord Jesus, and believing you, Lord. God, I ask you today, Lord, that you bind us, our class, together, Lord. In a Lord, a prayer, Lord God, that we can ask of you, Jesus, to help us, Lord. God, you know, Lord, our needs today, Lord, as we stand before you, Lord. I pray today, God, that you just bind us together in a spirit of love and unity. God, that we can accomplish your perfect will. In the precious name of Jesus, we praise you for it, honor you for it. Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a good hand of praise this morning, would you? Thank you, Jesus. All right, amen. Let me get an usher for our class today. Take up our class offering. You can be seated. Appreciate that. Amen. Just want you to know I'm looking forward to our meeting today at 4 o'clock for all staff and all volunteers. Looking forward to that today. Amen. Here you go, brother. Here you go. Let me put this in there. Thank you. Amen. I'm excited today uh, to bring before you someone that's, uh, I don't want to say just say faithful, but someone that's just uh, my wife and I, we just love dearly. And uh, I don't want to say we've watched her grow up because, uh, amen, but we have seen just uh, Sister Kirsten. Come on up, Sister Kirsten, grow up. And I asked her here a few weeks ago to speak to our class, and uh, I believe and I trust the Lord has given her something today to, to minister to us. Would you give the Lord a good hand for our good sister, Sister Kirsten? Praise the Lord, church. I'm going to ask that y'all just uh, get behind me today. Um, I'm, a, I'm not going to say I'm a little nervous. I'm excited. Because I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do. I have five million pages of notes. <laughs> but my prayer was, Lord, I don't want to get distracted. But I want to get to a place where I can exhort and give what the Lord has placed on my heart. And also be able to encompass all of what he's given me. Um, if you would grab your Bibles and go with me, I'm going to go to Matthew 25. And it's going to be verses 14. It's going to be a little bit of a read, but we're going to read 14 through um, 30. When you have that, say amen. <clears throat> For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another, for unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, 
to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the, of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two, be, two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou sowest, where thou reaping, sorry, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strong. And I was afraid, and went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou, ha thou knowest that I reap where I have sown not, and gathered where I have strawed, where I have not strawed. <clears throat> thou ought therefore to have put my money into the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto and give it unto him which hath ten talents. The master took what he had gave him and gave it to somebody else. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My thought today, or what I would like to teach on you about, to you about today is, we can't afford your burial. Yesterday, when I, I, I'm kind of, I was talking to Bishop, I'm kind of one of those that the Lord kind of gives me something, I won't say at the last minute, but I tried to prepare earlier this week, and my lesson was going one way, and then last night in prayer, the Lord just began to move, and this is what the Lord gave me. When I was reading through this, I kind of had a vision of the Lord when he was here. He's, he's already paid the sacrifice before he's ascending. This is just my visionary. This isn't something that's in the scripture. I can imagine the Lord preparing to ascend into heaven and preparing his people. I've equipped you. I've given you this, and I've given you that. And it's our responsibility to take what the Lord has given us and to go forth and to multiply that. That's multiplying his kingdom. That's bringing people in. We can't afford to not use what the Lord has given us. Um, here, the Lord is using a parable to describe the kingdom of heaven. And I kind of thought, you know, Lord, I, I've, I've read that several times, and I've heard people, you know, say what the kingdom of heaven is. I'm like, God, what is the kingdom of heaven? And Bishop can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I came to the conclusion of, it's the thought, the mind of God for 
the building of his kingdom. If you look at the parables that Jesus uses, each of them have their own specific teaching and basically giving us instruction. The parable before this, the parable of the ten virgins, just before that, the Lord is telling us we need to be prepared. We need to always, in season and out of season, be ready for his coming because we don't know when he's going to come. So when I was, led to the, I was led to this parable when I was asking the Lord what to speak on. And as I recalled this story, I thought how fitting due to today at 4 o'clock, we're having a meeting where Bishop is put forth towards the congregation, hey, we need to grow. We need to build. We need you. You are a part of this body. And hopefully you've been prayerful and purpose, purposing in your heart to be, to be here tonight. And I thought, God, this is so great that you've given me this message to bring forth to my brothers and sisters. And I really do hope that you do come tonight. And I hope that at the end of this message, that if you hadn't intended on coming tonight, that something stirs you and draws you to be a part of this body. Here in this scripture, the Lord speaks of talents, as in uh, coins or currencies. But I would like to speak to us about our God-given talents and abilities. God has given each of us gifts, callings, talents. What are you doing with yours today? Are you cultivating that gift? Are you using that gift or that talent? Or are you burying it? The scripture says, the one servant with the one talent, he simply buried it. A definition of burying or to bury is to take something, to cover it, to conceal it from sight, to put out of mind. How many of us, if we can be honest, I, I know that I have, um, can say that we have done this before with our talents, with our gifts, our God-given gifts. Maybe we've taken that thing that God has given us Maybe we were unsure about it, or maybe we felt like, oh, well, I, I don't know what to do with it, or maybe we were scared. Maybe we were like that third servant. And maybe we've seen, seen things through the lens of, well, this person's got it. They can do this. They're doing this. They're doing that. They can do this. They can handle that. They don't need me. They don't need my little gift. They don't need my little talent. Can I tell you that we do? We need you. We need your gift. We need your talent. We need your calling. We need, we need for you to uncover, to unconceal, and to be active in the body of Christ. We want to see growth in our church. We want to see miracles. We want to see the miraculous. We want to see signs following. The scripture tells us that these signs will follow, follow them that believe. Christ, the, Christ goes before, he's beside, he, he's, beyond, he's on all sides. But it says that signs will follow. These things that we want to see operating, we want to see our families stay, we want to see our community reached. These signs follow those that believe. What does that belief look like? The Bible tells us in James 2, and sis, or I guess you're not sis, you're Gabe. I um, gave them this scripture, but I'm not going to read all of it. It tells us that faith without works is dead. It is dead. If you come in here, come every Sunday, you come every Wednesday, you, you have some faith. You believe that's why you're here. But if all you do is occupy a pew, your faith is dead. And what does it profit? What does it profit what you desire for your family? What does it profit that you desire for the church? In this season, we've gone through a lot. We've been broken. We've been hurt. 
There's a lot of places that need to be rebuilt. What is your part? What is your position? What is your talent? What is that thing that maybe God called you to years ago that you stuck on a shelf? And maybe now that stirring isn't there. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Because we put them away or we put them out of our mind doesn't mean that God isn't still wanting to use us in those areas. And we need you. We can't afford your burial. We can't afford for you to take your talent and stick it in the earth, to conceal it, to put it out of sight. We can't sit back in ourselves season after season and bury our gift. Meanwhile, speaking of revival and wanting to see miracles and, oh, my family's going to come in and I can't wait to, but what are you doing for that? Where are your actions? Where are you in the body? Our faith is truly activated and made perfect when we add those works to our faith. It is, it is there when we see miracles and we see our family saved and we see our city in revival. It's when we are working, when we are being who we are called to be in the part of the body, thus making the church, the body, whole. Um, as I was studying, I was reminded of um, a gentleman who I um, kind of admire. He's a motivational speaker. There was a time in my life where I, I think I was probably going into 30, and I'm like, man, I need to get some things together. I need some motivation in the morning. I need So I was just looking for things that, are gonna, that were going to feed my mental and, and my inner self and well-being. And this man, his name is Les Brown. Some of y'all maybe have heard of him. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't and you ever get on YouTube, look him up. He is great at what he does. He's not a minister, but he's a motivational speaker. He is used for businesses, for schools, and different things. He comes in and basically gives that word of encouragement and motivating people to do what they were just gifted to do. He used a analogy or sort of a vision and out of all of the things that I've listened to of his this has stuck with me and it was to imagine yourself on your deathbed and you are surrounded by all the people that you love all the people that you care that you care about that's kind of how I mean none of us just sit around and think about death but if you can think about a way to go out rather than in your bed sleep with the Lord to be surrounded by people that love you he took that vision and he flipped it. And he said, instead of being surrounded by all of the people that love and care for you, surrounding you in your last moments is every gift, every talent, every dream that you had, that you never pursued, that you never worked in, that you never used. And those things are surrounding you, taunting you, and saying, we came to you for you to do a work, for you to use us, for you to make us valuable. Make, make your footprints in the earth. But because you didn't do anything with us, we have to die with you. That, vi that visual, I, like I said, I listened to a ton of his things. That sticks with me. How many things, if I was to go out right now, how many things die with me? How many people have I not reached by not stepping out into that thing that God has called me to do? I'm called to write a book and to tell my story. And the Lord gave me this word forever ago, and I've not done it. If I die today, how many young women am I not reaching by putting that story out there? How many people am I not drawing in because I simply was afraid? Or, let me not get ahead of myself, but I'm caught up in the cares of life. Some of us have gifts and talents that no one even knows about. We need you. As a body, we need you. 
We can't afford you to bury your talent, your gift, your calling. In the body, we need discipleship. We need some perfecting of the saints, you and me. Do you know that you operating in your God-given talent and calling can perfect me? Ephesians 4, 11 through 14, and y'all just give me a second to, to get there. I'm going to go ahead and read that. I want to flip there while I'm flipping. And I'm nervous, but hopefully I'm going in the right direction. Lord, lead me. <laughs> okay, 4 and 11. And I'm going to read 11 through 14. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the Till we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. I don't know about you, but in this season where some have come and some have gone and we've all had our own personal battles, I have at times felt tossed to and fro. And often it's because something is missing. And as a body of Christ, Maybe I'm a, a toe. I need the rest of the foot. So that to make me have that balance that I need. So if I don't got the foot, I'm a little tossed to and fro. So we need, we need each other. That henceforth we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. When you are in those places and you are unsure, you are unstable and you're missing something, it's so easy for something else to catch your ear or to catch your attention or to draw you from what you know is true. Well, maybe the Bible doesn't really say that. Maybe all these things that I've been believing or maybe I've been standing on, maybe that's not really true. When we have all of the things operating in the body as they should be, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, that five-fold ministry operating in the church, where are the apostles? Where are the evangelists? Where are the, we, we have bishop, but who's, who's next in line? Where are the pastors? You might not wake up today and be a pastor today, but where are you stepping out for the Lord to groom you into that position? And who are you waiting on to fill that spot if you feel that call? We need you. Um, let's see, I'm sorry. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. It's slight, not anything heavy. You, we, we so disassembled because we're missing you that anything could just creep in and slip under us and, and snatch us out. And a cunning and craftiness whereby we, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. The enemy is lying and waiting for you to not use that thing that God give you, for you to not be who he's called you to be, for you to not help perfect the body so that he can come in and still kill and destroy, which is what he does. Dropping down to verse 16, for whom the body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Your part has a measure in the body, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. 
Do you fall into any of the categories that were mentioned? Are you an apostle? Are you someone that plants and just keeps moving? Are you an evangelist, someone that cultivates, someone that brings in, someone that builds up? Are you a pastor? Are you called to minister? Are you called to lead people, to shepherd people? Are you a teacher? We need, we need teachers. We need Sunday school teachers. But we need people that are going to give Bible studies, people that, are, that have that word of knowledge that can go out and have this, this book. I remember Brother Houghton, he was like a, a living, walking Bible. We need Brother Houghton's in here, people that have a love for the word, a desire for the word, and it's just the breath that they breathe. We need you. Are you a prophet? In this hour, we need the voice, the voice of the prophet crying out. We need that word of knowledge operating in the body. You being who you are called to be helps in perfecting me, us in, in the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 12. Let me get there too. I thought I would be smart by, you know, clipping my little, my little pages off here with my little paper clips. <clears throat> and a little bit of reading here. I'm going to read verse 4 through 12 and then uh, hop over to verse number 14. Now, there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. He works in every single one of us, no matter what your gift, no matter what your calling or your talent is. By, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge but the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. I can remember a time where we had a missionary that came in and um, I, I can't remember his name. He was the redheaded one, and I think they were uh, from Africa. But it was years ago, maybe when they first came. Brother Art, maybe, can't remember. But after the service, I, I was standing right here. He came off of the service, and he came off the platform, and he grabbed my hands. And he said, you need to start praying about these hands and the gift of healing. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, but I was excited. And I prayed, but eventually, you know, life and things, and sometimes we feel like, well, I, I can't do that. God isn't calling me for that. Whether we stop and have those thoughts, our actions after, you know, kind of confirm what we believe. And I remember shortly after, I was in the sound booth. I used to help out in the sound booth. And service was going on, and it was one of those services where worship happened and everything was breaking out. And the Lord told me to go and lay hands on one of the sisters in the church and I was like well I'm in the sound booth Jesus I'm supposed to be back here doing 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 the stuff and, and it just wouldn't leave me and I was like well she'll be all right if I don't go you know maybe I'm not supposed to go give her a word and then something within myself and I was like I'm gonna go because what's gonna happen either I'm gonna get there and God's gonna move or I'm gonna get there I'm gonna be obedient I'm gonna pray anyway you know prayer changes things and so I got my tail out that sound booth and I got up here and I laid hands on my sister and God began to move. And I didn't know specifically what, you know, was going on or whatever. I just knew I was obedient. And I felt the Holy Ghost because I was obedient. And so shortly after, the sister came up to me, and she was like, when you came and you laid hands on me, it was like lightning shot from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I had this going on and this going on, and I feel this way now. 
Had I not moved, had I not done what the Lord told me to do, after knowing, he said, hey, I'm putting this gift in you. And, I, and if I didn't allow that to be used, maybe she wouldn't have gotten that touch that she needed that day if I wasn't obedient. So to another, I'm at verse number nine, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Are you willing today? For the body is not one member but many. You don't sound like me. I don't sound like Bishop. You don't teach like me. I don't teach like you. I don't pray like you. You don't pray like me. We are all parts of the body. My toe don't look like my head. My hand don't look like my foot. We are all diverse parts of the body, and we need you to be fitly joined together. We need your gift, that administration. We need your faith. That's one of the gifts mentioned here. Who in here has that strong faith? We need you in our services. We need you in our outreach. We need you in our Sunday school. That faith, that strong faith, the believing, that moving mountains type of faith, we need that. The gift of healing, the working of miracles, we all have our part in the body, the spiritual body of Christ, and we need each other to be fitly joined together. When I think of the body, when we think of the body, we often think of like, okay, the brain, the heart, and then maybe we go to the limbs, legs, arms. But what about the joints, the ligaments? Where are my prayer warriors? Where are the intercessors? Where are those crying out in the street? Are you hidden somewhere? We need you operating in the body. When was the last time you called a prayer meeting? Not because pastor said put this on the calendar, but because this is who you are in the body. This is where you are called. Hey, it's 10 o'clock. I'm up at the church. Come join me for prayer. And if nobody shows up next week, it's 2 o'clock. I'm at the church praying because this is who you are. You are those joints, those muscles, those ligaments that we need in the body. Yeah, we are all called to pray, so I don't want to call prayer a gift. But there are some people that we know can get a hold of the horns of the altar like nobody's business. Those, I look at that like something that's a muscle in the body. We need you, and we need you to know that you are a valuable, valid part of the body. Being a prayer warrior is a powerful, impactful, necessary part of the body. While we are all called to pray and we should pray fervently, there is just something about a brother or a sister that can pray and travail in the spirit. Call down, pull up, tear down, pluck up in spiritual warfare. Where are you? And I think I forgot what I just said. Um, let me find my little my space here. Okay. We can't afford your burial. Should you choose to hide, to hide away, we, we can't afford that, especially today while we're trying to grow and rebuild. Where are you Bible scholars? We need you to teach Bible studies. We need you to go out into the city and share and spread the word of God. We need your wisdom. We need your understanding. We need your discernment. We need you to disciple those that are coming in. Where are my musicians? 
The Lord reminded me of David when he played for Saul, when Saul was tormented by a spirit, and David came in with that instrument, and that spirit had to leave. We need drummers. We need people on instruments that we don't even have up here. Where are you? We need singers. We need those that are going to go before in the battle. Like the wall, when the walls of Jericho came down, Joshua set forth the instruments and the praisers. They went first. We need you. And it's not about perfection. It's not about, you know, I'm the next Tasha Cobbs. I'm clearly not. And I'll be honest with y'all, for a million years, and I've got up here the couple times that I've taught and been like, nah, that ain't my ministry. But now I'm a part of the praise team. Not because I have this great voice, but because I felt called into that position, and God can use you. It's not about having, being the next, you know, whoever. It's being available, being willing, and being obedient. Because honestly, I said what I said, and then, you know, my friends, I can sing kind of pretty quietly, but when you get to making it a little louder, it don't always come out the way it did when I was singing quietly. But, you know, I have those friends that are like, jump, just jump, go. So, you know, we were in conversation one day, and I was like, well, you know, it was when the first transition was kind of happening. I was like, well, you know, if, if someone asks me, then I'll do it. And I kid you not, <laughs> we had a prayer meeting, and I was sitting up here, and Sister Nicole was praying with me. And then, you know, it was one of those where nobody wanted to leave. So we sitting up here, and she's like, you know what? I was thinking, <laughs> why don't you what do you feel about joining the praise team? And immediately my inside was like, no, Jesus, that's not my ministry. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. I said the, the famous words, I'm going to pray about it. I'll pray about it. And before I can get out the church, I mean, my best friend is sitting back here. Me and Sister Nicole up here minding our own business, okay? And, and, and my best friend knew exactly, not because Nicole had said anything to her, but she just looked and just knew some kind of way. I don't know. The Lord be telling her things. But she was like, so, friend. Are you going to sing? And I'm like, what is that? Well, I don't, I don't know. You know, me, I'm going to pray about it. She said, but friend, you said. And I was like, I said what? Brought all the way back to my members. Remember when we were sitting there at the place and you said if somebody asked you that you would? Somebody asked you, so you got to now. So here I am. But it's not because I feel like I'm some fancy singer, but because the, I said and the Lord did and I was obedient. And then now here we are, we done lost this person and lost that person, but we're not starving because somebody stepped in and filled that spot. It may only be a sweet savor to the Lord, but I am walking in what the Lord has told me to do. We need that in the church. Where are the teachers? Where are the singers? Where are the givers? Maybe your talent is just being a giver. That's a gift. There's some things that people think to do that I never think to do. Like Sister Rexia, she is such a giver. I'm like, man, why don't I think like that? That's not who I am. That's not my part in the body. That's who she is, and we need her as part of the body. What is keeping you from stepping out, from operating in your God-given ability? Hebrews 12 and 1, if you can throw that up there, Gabe, I'm just going to read it off of there. If I gave that to you, I think I did. Y'all, I had LASIK and I can read that. Side note, I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> Wherefore seeing, we also are compassed about with such great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does easily, so easily, beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That word beset there means to harass, to torment, as with troubles, cares, the cares of life, or to pester, 
who, <laughs> who has ever felt led to do something for the Lord, but the cares of life have you so weighed down? I got to go to work. I got to go to school. My grandma need this. These people over here need that. I'm tired. This hurts. That hurts. I can't. All of the things. Family. I can't do that. What are they going to think? Those are the cares of life. I'm not as good as this person. I can't really. Those are the cares of life. And they are weighing us down. They are tormenting us. They are pestering us to where we don't do what the Lord's calling us to do. We have that, you know, I would do this, but. Or I would do that, but. Or I would get up and speak, but I'm like Moses. You know, I got a problem. <laughs> Lord, send Aaron. I'm, I, you know, I'm not the one the Lord chose. Don't use me. Do you know who I used to be? Don't use me. Oh, I haven't been here long enough. I don't look like you. I don't talk like you. I can't be used. Those are weights. And they easily torment, distract, and pester us. It is time to set those weights aside. We need you in the body of Christ, and we can't afford your burial. Side note here, some of us are carrying other folks' weights. What they think about you, who you used to be, what you've done in the past. Oh, I can't be used. I can't fully be me and used in the mighty way that God wants to use me because this is what they'll think. And then they'll think that. And then they'll say this. Let me tell you. That's their weight of sin, of unforgiveness, that they need to set aside. It is not yours to carry. And we need you and your gift fully operating in the body of Christ in all ability that God has given you you, your, your job is to forgive yourself, know that his grace is sufficient, and step out on in what, the God, what God has called you to do. You can't carry what the world is saying. If all of us went about worrying about what the next person says, wouldn't none of us get up and do not a nothing? Because they're going to talk about you regardless. You can be about as right as you want to be, and they're going to tear you down for it. You can be about as wrong as you want to be, and they're going to tear you down for it. Don't let those weights beset you. Set those things aside. We can't afford for you to bury your gift, your talent. We need you to be fitly joined together. Joshua commands us, in the book of Joshua, God commands us to be strong and of good courage. It's going to take strength for you to step out in nervousness, to step out of your comfort zone. It's going to take courage for you to stand up to those giants that look you in your face and defy your God. It's going to take courage to believe that I don't care. God said, let's go and let's do. It's going to take strength to do that. And then the Lord says, be not afraid. So let's say you get up that strength and you get up that courage. Before I got up here today, it was like, oh, am I scared? I was like, no, I'm not scared. I'm excited. Because I know that in this moment, it's not me. It's God. If you know, I mean, if you know me, I mean, now I'm a little different. But a few years ago, this is all God. And you have to wake up. And no matter what that fear is, I'm getting up and I'm going because there's purpose. We need the arm to be attached over here. We, the leg is, I got to make sure that I got, I'm the hip. I got to make sure we rotating right. We need you. So in closing might be a little different, but I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask everybody that can and everybody that will, if you would stand up. 
I don't even know. I'm about to run out of time. Um, so let me ask you, and I want, I want you to search your heart. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to really search your heart. Where do you fit in the body? Right now, and I want you to imagine what you could do for the Lord, what you feel called to do for the Lord with absolutely no limits. If you could, just, just go ahead and close your eyes and bow your head. No limits. All of the what ifs, all of the I can'ts, and believe God is who he says he is, who is our strength and our weakness. I want you to imagine that thing you want to do or that thing you've been called to do in the Lord. And I want you to hold that thought. You buried it. Or maybe you just haven't figured out what it is or how to use it or what to do with it. Are you an apostle? Are you a teacher? Are you a singer? Are you a music musician? Are you an usher or a greeter? Are you that prayer warrior calling heaven down to earth? I want you to visualize, to recall, to think on that gift or that call that God placed in your life and what God has spoken. And if you could, by faith, I want you to take your right hand and I want you to grab a hold on to that gift, on to that calling, on to that thing that God is calling you to do. And I want you to place that hand across your heart and I want you to begin to pray. And as you begin to pray, anybody that's willing, if you could make your way up to this altar and lay that gift, lay that calling down at the feet of Christ, give it back to him and ask him to tell you what it is he wants you to do with it. And as you begin to pray, I want you to think on when God first began to deal with you about it. On that first stirring, when God began to give you that passion to write, that passion to teach, that passion to sing, I want you to see yourself operating in that place, operating in the body. Visualize how God wants to use you. Think on where you are right now. Remove all insecurities. Remove all those things that says that you can't do this and you can't do that. Remove past decisions that may have derailed you and just think on God. His gifts, his callings, they are without repentance. And we need you in the body. Where are we lacking because we don't have you working and operating? Where are we lacking because you're not stepping into what God's called you to be? You are enough because God says you are enough. Lord Jesus, we thank you today. God, I thank you for every call, every ministry that is stirring in this room. God, I thank you for every gift, God. I thank you for every anointing, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that right now you would speak and encourage my brothers and sisters. God, that they will know that there is a work for them to do. God, that they will know that in this hour you're calling them to be a part of the body. God, that we might perfect one another. God, that we might be a body that can go out and do what you've called us to do. God, that we not be lacking in any place or any part, Lord God. God, that you equip them in this moment, God, with the faith to believe, Lord, that you can do all things. God, that you are the master, Lord, of our faith, God. Oh, God, that you are in the midst, God. Let them know, God, that they are enough, God. Let them know, God, that you have gone before them, that you are strength, Lord, when we are weak, God. Let them know that there is value in them. 
that we need them, that we need their gift and their calling, oh God. Stir up those gifts within them, oh God. God, that you would teach us to pray over our gifts, God, that you would teach us to cultivate, Lord, to use the, those things, those tools that you have given us. God, that you would bind us together as a body, Lord God, that we would operate fully, God. Those that you've called to teach, God, those that you've called to minister in whatever capacity, God, let Holy Ghost boldness settle down in them right now in the name of Jesus. God, anoint voices to sing for you. Raise up ministers, oh God, to declare your truth, God. Oh, we can't afford, Lord Jesus, to bury our talent, Lord God. You have given us gifts and talents, God. Oh, God, let them multiply in the church, God, that we can be who you've called us to be, God, that we can go out into the highways, that we can win our families, God, that we can see revival, Lord God, God, that we can grow, God, that we can be made whole. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God, you are so worthy of all the glory. You are so worthy of all the praise. God, perfect that thing that you are doing in me, God. Oh, Lord, we can't afford to bury our, our talents, oh, God. We need one another, Lord Jesus. We need your sweet presence and your guidance and the ushering of your spirit, God. Oh, we just ask that you would have your way. Oh, God, heal the broken hearts, God, those that have been wounded, Lord Jesus. God, let them believe again and trust in you. Let them know that there's a work, God. Touch every elder and every young person, God, that it doesn't matter what our age is, God. There's still something that we are called to do for you, Lord, in the body. There's something, oh, God, that we need. If we didn't have you, we'd be lacking it. Oh, God, minister at these altars this morning, God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. Lord, I give you all the glory and the honor, my God. Oh, you are worthy, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just take a few moments. Come on, just share. Just share it with the Lord. Come on, share your feelings with the Lord. Let him share his feelings with you. Oh, God, oh, God. Take me back to the first love, my first love, my first love, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, restore unto me the joy. 